Hello and welcome to C3 Newcastle City Podcast. It is our honour to host you and trust you will enjoy this message as much as we did. For more information about C3 Newcastle City or to connect with us, visit our website, www.c3nc.com. So good to see you, such a full place this morning. Come on, give someone a hug around you, say hello. If it's a mother, say happy Mother's Day, Mum. Glad to, oh, thank you, Gray. That was a beautiful kiss. <laughs> what a beautiful morning it is this morning. As you're taking your seats, can we just uh, give a hand to the band for the beautiful worship this morning? Well done, Phoebe. So proud of you, my sister. Good job. Um, and Carla, you're here, aren't you? How beautiful does this place look? All of the organising. You are a creative genius, my friend. And um, thank you so much for creating this beautiful place this morning for all the mothers. There's special treats for the mums. They are not for anybody else this morning. Yes, I have a steak in my hand. Yes, I do. Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> I have to convince Ryan to go camping with any with me. Are there any other glampers here in the room that can... You're all ashamed of yourselves, aren't you? You're not yelling out this morning. Some of you are glampers in here and I know it. You, the khakis are glampers. <laughs> we'll have to do it with you sometime. I have to beg Ryan to go camping with me. <laughs> cool. My message this morning is called Lady Wisdom. Um, welcome if you are a first time guest here. I know that Loz and Grey welcomed you, but I wanted to welcome you as well. If church is not a familiar thing for you, then I welcome you again. And I'm going to speak this morning um, and bring you some pearls of wisdom from the Bible. They are not my own. Understanding comes from Him, wisdom comes from God. Amen. So I'm going to talk about two ladies in the Bible and open up for some prayer this morning. So if this is a, like not familiar to you, welcome in and I pray that you find it really comfortable and like home being here. Um, cool. When you go to write a message, it's like writing a song about a thousand things will come in and want to distract you. And I got highly distracted by Hamish Blake trying to make his kid a velociraptor cake. Did anybody else follow that? <laughs> and the cake had to roar and be able to whack his kid in the head five times. And it was so awesome watching him take on a velociraptor cake. When Jensen turned one, I tried to make, I thought elephants would be a really cool theme for his first birthday. And I tried, to, I'm not going to be awkward, Graham. <laughs> We're not recording yet, are you, Rach? I don't need to talk about droopy trunks. But I did turn them into aliens instead and completely changed the theme. I gave them, to, yeah. Um, anyway, so I don't make cakes. I pay people to make me cakes. Um, but as mother and women alike, we can sometimes just try and carry the weight of the world, but do all the things but that's not really our role and I wanted to talk to us about Lady Wisdom and how wisdom literally lights up the path for us you know and helps us make some good choices and keeps us off the path of pain 
um, and not carry things that do not belong to us. But before I start, I just want to acknowledge for a minute that there may be women here who um, are doing it by themselves. You, you might find yourself as a single mother. My father was raised by a single mum and this is our first Mother's Day without her. And I just want to acknowledge that some of us do it by ourselves. And there may be some women here as well who have not mothered yet or who have lost children. And I just want to acknowledge that you're here today and um, I hope that you find it really comforting to be here and it's really cool and really great that you are here with us this morning. Cool. Thank you, Jesus. So our job is to never give. I just wanted, this has got nothing to do with my message, but I always need to remind myself that um, I just never need to give up when it comes to my kids. <laughs> Even though sometimes you're just like, what, what on earth is going on? Uh, our job is to love them wildly and advocate for them and see them. That, that's it. And just tr try and remain free ourselves because that's the best gift we can give the people around us that we love, right? Is to be yourself and to be free. So mothers out there, if some of you just are like feeling like you're being worn away at or you're just ready to kind of back off a little bit, don't, don't. Love wildly. Just see your kids. Advocate for them. Always ask the Holy Spirit for help. I'm like pretty hopeless without the help of the Holy Spirit. Am I in good company this morning? Is anybody else in desperate need of the inspiration of the Holy Spirit? Because I am. He brings all the colour to me. So Lady Wisdom is not exclusive, but for us all. So this message this morning is for all of us here. Do not turn your ears off and think that it's anything less because she calls out to all of us in the streets and she keeps us from the path of destruction. She has the sound of understanding and she will shelter you with ideas that help you with your destiny. Incredible. Wisdom is personified as female in the Bible, in Proverbs and Psalms and other places, but she's a figure of speech for God himself. But I'm trying to get obsessed with wisdom because Proverbs 2.10 says that when wisdom wins our heart, then revelation breaks in and true understanding enters our soul. So it's, it's, it's like it has the ability to woo your heart and all the things that you've actually wanted in your soul, not just your spirit being, but your soul can be fulfilled in the path and the understanding of wisdom. That's pretty cool. And uh, I wanted to talk about two women, Deborah and JL, this morning because these women were like very cool. They rose at a really, really difficult time in Israel and a difficult time for their people. They were oppressed as a people for 20 years. The Israelites in the Bible were under a Canaanite king who um, believed in child sacrifices and prostitution and horrible, horrible destruction. And these women in that time, without permission given to them, rose up and were able to free the people and bring in peace for 40 years. <laughs> but I, I felt like that women are rising in this time and in this place like no other time I've seen before. And there's a lot of hate and opposition across the earth, right, for 
that very thing to take place. But I believe as mothers and women that nothing's going to stop you from rising to be all that you were called to be. No, nothing can actually stop unless you want it to. Nothing can stop what God has planned for you in your time. And we've got to rise in wisdom because there's... Because people like Deborah, there was no other like her before. She was the only prophetess judge ever seen. So she was writing it as she was living it. She, there was no Bible. Uh-huh. There was no, there was no um, other, other who had gone before her. The Bible doesn't even talk about being, her being mentored or, or um, mothered or brought forth. She just owned the fact that she had a gift and it was undeniable and she was going to rise in it, which is really beautiful. I believe that like here in this gathering, that there will be politicians, peacemakers, homemakers, writers, music makers, engineers, educators, designers and dreamers and pioneers. That's really what I'm saying. You are a pioneer of your own life, right? And what the world actually needs in this time, in a time of turmoil where it's really desperately crying out for peace. Anytime you feel like saying amen because something's good, just do it. Thank you. Okay, our first lady hero was Deborah. So I'm not going to open up the word. Just know that it's in there and go check it out for yourself. Read the Bible during the week. It'll help you. Um, Judges, we find Deborah. And do you know what is really cool and I wanted to say this morning? Oh, hello, Padgett. It's lovely to see you here. Um, Is that... um, Lost my train of thought. Uh, what is really cool is da, 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 is that um, she, as I said, she wasn't mothered, mentored, schooled or raised. She just operated fearlessly in this gift upon her life, upon her life. But the time was lawless and leaderless and people forgot the stories of God's goodness. Can I challenge all of us here that um, our kids and our kids' kids and such will forget the goodness of God from our own lives and our own victories if we don't put them to story and tell them. Like this week, Ryan had um, a bike bought for him and that meant heaps to him because he was praying for it and, and his bike had been stolen and we couldn't get another bike. And so it was a small thing, but it was a beautiful miracle, you know, because it's God just going, yeah, he's a gift. A gift, you're my son, and so we talk, like we tell gents, Jude, this was a gift from God. Like he cares about the smallest part of your heart. Like what's a bike to him, but he cares. And so, put to story the times of victory, small or big, that you have in your life, because that's how a generation forgets the goodness of God as well. And uh, that was my point. Is Deborah? We don't hear about her being mothered, but it looks like she probably was never a mother, but she was called the mother of Israel, like she mothered Israel. So I wanted to say that this morning. Some of you may not have mothered and maybe think you will never mother, but that actually doesn't mean that you're not a mother and that you can't mother a generation. She mothered a generation more than anyone else did at that time, and she wasn't a mother. 
And she kind of had, they think she had a husband. It could have been a place or a guy, Lapidoth or however you say his name. But that wasn't the point. And I'm not being disrespectful in this way. The point was she needed to, she wasn't waiting on permission or someone right by her side, a man or a husband. She did what she was asked to do. Cool. Yeah, so if we don't tell our kids the stories of the goodness and the miracle of God, then, then sometimes they miss out on some really cool things. And what the Israelites doubted, this is a little bit of a jab, sorry, what they doubted was that God could fully satisfy them. So I would say to you, have you, um, have you settled that in your heart, that God can fully satisfy all your needs? Because if not, then you try and fulfill those desires with other things and eventually idolatry creeps in. And that's not helpful. Cool. So Deborah comes in with wisdom. She would literally sit under a tree every day and people would just come to her. Come to her for wisdom. Come to her to get their problems answered. The time was fully lawless. There was no king. And she was a judge and a prophetess in that time. And people would come to her every day to know what to do. <laughs> so let's just imagine, right? There's a time where the Canaanite king, um, how do you say his name? Sisera. Sisera was oppressing the people. And she got a word from the Lord and her friend Barak, who was the head of the army, was in on it and they were getting ready to challenge him for freedom for their people, right? So imagine this, Deborah is out in front of an army of 10,000 men that she has called to action and she is the only woman out in this field. She's the only woman who is out there because her friend Barak was not faithless. He just knew that if Deborah, the prophetess judge, was with him, then the seal of heaven would be upon the day. That's all he needed. So how many of my, oh, I'm going to be careful again, but don't ever be intimidated by women's strength. Can I say that? Or just someone's strength. He was not faithless and he was not weak. He just knew that she had a gift from God and he needed it. Some of us need great faith, great faith, great faith to do what is ahead of us. Don't we, Elise and Drew? Where are you? I did not forget. Is Drew upstairs? I want to, like, congratulate Elise and Drew because it's my honour to say that they are having a baby this year. Sorry, sorry, wait, 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 wait. They are having babies this year. All right, Kate and Brad, you need to go pray over them this morning. <laughs> Have fun. Two babies, not three. I did lose my mind when you meant to tell me. Two beautiful, beautiful babies. They need faith. Grace, no, they've got it. They've got lots of it. Okay, so 10,000 men strong. This vicious foe that um, Sisera gathered, right, when he realised what they were going to do and that they were going to meet him for war at Mount Tabor, he called in all his friends. So they had at least 900 chariots. It actually says that the sound of their army, like, made the ground rumble. That's cool. That's like movie-making stuff. 
And these chariots had these like iron sithy things on the axles. So they would literally, the point was that you would ride in and cut people off at the legs. It's just, sorry, Chris, I'm looking straight at you. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, that you'd cut people off straight at the legs and uh, the Israelites were like, they, they weren't well equipped for this army. Have you ever been like, I don't know, that would just be a really risky thing to do. Like Deborah's there, she's called them to action on a word from the Lord. They've said, well, we will, do, we will go to war if you come out with us. And she's like, sure, I'll ride out with you. And they're waiting for her to say go and, and tell them that God was going to give them the victory. And you're looking out and there is an army that has gathered other armies that makes the ground shudder that has chariots, you don't have chariots, and you're gonna you're gonna tell them to go. That's a massive, massive moment. And Deborah gives the word. Deborah gives the word, and I think that it was her daily practice of sitting under the tree and being in submission and giving people word after word after word and serving what the Lord had asked her to do to serve her people that gave her the guts in that moment to go, the Lord will give us the victory. It's always in the daily things, hey. Um, so the ground's shuddering, but what's cool is um, then all of a sudden the ground actually starts to rumble and it's like the heavens opened up and the Israelites were not afraid. They must have heard stories from before because they knew actually this is God going before us. So all these natural events start to take place and the chariots get stuck and the people get stuck in mud and mire and the Israelites just literally need to walk in to take the victory. How good is that? They don't freak out when the storm's there. They know it's God coming before them and, and going before them to give them the victory. But what happens in that moment is the coward king Sisera decides to go and flee. And so he leaves, which wouldn't give them the ultimate victory. And this is where our second lady hero comes in and she uses wisdom as well. And her name is JL. She's very brave and cool. And Sisera escapes to one of his fellow king's camps and walks into a woman in a tent and thinks he'll be able to have great safety and refuge there. And in that moment, she has a decision to make and she decides herself to put an end to his tyrannical reign which is so cool I know um, so and can I say as well that when Bar Barak asked Deborah to come with him she's like yes but let it be known that it will go down in history that a woman won this war and I think we can assume that she's talking about herself but she's not she's talking about this moment so this woman, and I, you know what, I love this and I hope that you all hear it this morning is we've got two completely different people. Deborah is hyper-talented, right? For a nation to go, you are judge prophetess. I'm not being rude again, but she would have to be doubly talented to be able to get the job over a man in that day. Very, very talented, very beautiful woman who's like, not beautiful, but like just hyper-intelligent woman who's overseeing a nation, helping judge and oversee a nation. And then we've got JL who's just in the tent and there's nothing known about her. 
but she uses what's in her hands. She uses households in instruments to bring down a like king who was an incredible warrior who just happened to be a coward in that moment. And so she literally like goes, yes, come in, come in, come in and makes a decision in the moment. Why don't you lay down in our bed and I will tuck you in. She's like literally wooing him and he's like, yes, give me safety. Can I have a drink of water? And she's like, no, how about I give you wine? Not really. She gives him creamy milk, literally sings him to sleep, probably stroking his hair, knowing that she's going to take a steak, a tent steak and ram it in his temple. What the heck? Like the Bible is so violent. She takes something, I hope it was like, cooler and thicker than this, but I asked Brad and Kate for theirs because we don't have any tent steaks. <laughs> I broke our last ones. Um, it's a long story. And anyway, she literally like picks this, he falls asleep. She's like been singing softly to him, allowing him to have a cup of milk and be at peace under her shelter. She's got murderous thoughts the whole time. So I'm going to take you down. She's rad. <laughs> Sometimes maybe we do need to drive a stake into the temple of the things like that have ruled over our lives for a long time. We're just going to have to make a decision on the spot. And you cannot hesitate in that moment or it's going to get really messy. You're going to get caught too. <laughs> the stake might go into your head. Like, let's just get violent here for a second. Um, so she positions this stake over his temple and grabs a mallet and just hammers away. <laughs> You're so violent. <laughs> yes. And she puts an end to a king. And Deborah just sings a song about it. You know, like they literally, it's amazing. These women win the day and there's 40 years of peace for the people everywhere straight after this. So JL stabs him in the temple and Deborah sings and like, yay, like the end of the story. Like how good is that? two lady heroes. I love them. They are cool. There's no excuse. You can have heaps of talent and ability, give it to God and you're going to like rescue a people. You may just, no, it's not just, but you might be in a time that's really, really normal. Use what's in your hands and you could still slay like bad things, you know? <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. I think I'm nearly done. This is great. Both didn't wait for permission. They didn't wait for approval. They didn't wait to be told how it's got to be done. They didn't wait for a man by their side. They didn't wait till they had all those qualifications. They, they took a hold of the day that was right in front of them. They had to be really, really brave to do that. And I want to just say to us, um, as I'm getting ready to close that, you know, right now, right now in our nation, and in this time, we're not in a time of physical war, though others are, but if you want to rise and do what you were born to do, then you will be engaging in a spiritual war, right? In a different type of war, an internal one sometimes. But God fights for you. He does. He's not going to leave you abandoned. Some, you need to wait for His Word. But when he says go, just go. You do not battle alone. God moves in the unseen things. Most, you know, he moves in the unseen things mostly. 
He will show you as He needs to show you. He will sustain you by His Word. But He loves you and He's entirely committed to you rising up. Amen. So be yourself and follow Lady Wisdom. Wisdom will light up the path. It will light up the path. So this morning, um, I don't... I don't feel to get the band back up, but I haven't told you, but I'm going to ask one of my mothers who keeps me away from uh, the fiery edge of making poor choices, Bev, to come up and pray over us for wisdom to light up the path this morning. Is that cool? Good. <laughs> oh, that was fast. Two. Nice. I love you. That was such a cool God, we've got such a deep need for wisdom. Lord, we the church, we the believer, we the Christian, that we're standing at the gates. It's almost like, Lord, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. And it's the day of the Lord. And Lord, for us, it's the day of the Lord. And so, Father, I thank you for this brilliant message, which isn't about two women and lady wisdom, but Lord, it's about, it's for every one of us, Lord. It's, it's not about a, a gender, it's about um, the body of Christ, the bride of Jesus Christ, that we are the bride of Jesus Christ. And so there is within us that thing which can rise up and judge. There's that thing that can rise up and be wise and speak prophetically into the nation. There's that thing on our life, Lord God, that can take a stake and a mallet and drive it into the very temple of the enemy and see a breakthrough for the church of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every work of darkness that has come against the church, that has come against our minds, that has come against the way we think, that come, has come against Lady Wisdom being able to operate freely in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives and in our decisions. And I break the power of that ugly thing and I say, no, you get out, you ugly thing. In the name of Jesus, we, the people of God, are going to embrace Lady Wisdom. We're going to embrace what it is to be the bride of Jesus Christ and walk prophetically with wisdom and insight and good judgment and evaluation. We're going to be the people who say, Lord, what do you want me to think? I'm not going to listen to the right and I'm not going to listen to the left, but I'm going to listen to you, Lord, and I want my opinions to come directly from you and from your throne room. And Father, that it would be that you would give us such insight and such discernment that we would be able to hear and recognize when something strikes a false note, even when it sounds good, even when it sounds right, when it's tainted, tainted and tinctured by fear, by unbelief, by bitterness, by brokenness, Lord God, that we will be a people who say, no, that isn't the voice of the Lord. And Lord, we will be the people who your word says, they'll hear a voice behind them saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. And Lord, we embrace that as the church of Jesus Christ, that we would hear wisdom, that we would not be interrupted or uh, distracted by petty things or by our fears or by our own brokenness. But Lord, we would listen. We would say, what do you want me to think, 
Lord, what is my opinion on this? And Lord, that we would hear that voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. And Lord, out of that, Father, that we would be a people who are known to embrace Lady Wisdom, who are known to embrace the prophetic insight of your, of your word coming directly to us. And Lord, that we would be a people of the breakthrough because you are the Lord of the breakthrough. In Jesus' name, amen. Where is she? There. Let's just close our eyes for a moment. I'd like to speak to the ladies of the house. And while I was sitting there through that message, I saw something that's inside of us that we could uh, perhaps let go of and will be helpful to us because I agree with Pastor Erica. I hear the sound of the Lord raising up women and despite uh, words that that say there's equality and there's opportunity, you all know that you've come against opposition because you're a woman. But what the Lord and who the Lord rises up, there will be no hindrance despite prevailing conditions. And I hear the sound of the Lord raising you up. I hear the footsteps of the army on the ground. And despite what the world says about you, and despite how much room the world makes or does not make for you, whom the Lord rises up cannot be put down. And ladies, there's an opportunity for you this morning, if you will. And it's a brave step, but it's a required step. Will you listen to the Lord this morning and see if there's not timidity in your backpack? Timidity that comes when people say, sit down, woman, or correct your opinions, or make no space for you. There is timidity that might rise up in our hearts. And if you're sitting with timidity because of circumstances or beliefs or thoughts that you have that are not conducive to rising up, I'm going to ask you, if you would, to take that out and lay that on the floor in front of you. You don't need to come to the front, but even just visually lay that on the floor because timidity is your enemy and timidity is the enemy of the work of God and timidity will hold you in the place where you are right now when the Lord is calling women to rise up. It's half of His voice that's not here on earth. It's the work of the Lord. Will you unpack the things that are holding you back and particularly timidity this morning. And even if you're not sure you have that, just ask the Lord, do I have timidity in my heart? Unpack that, lay it on the floor in front of you that you might be weightless when the Lord causes you to rise and you can rise up and be the voice that God has called you to be. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and it was a great encouragement to you. For more information about C3 Newcastle City, visit our website, www.c3nc.com.